0: Welcome to Seven, a podcast series of career stories with me, Joe McCatty, the founder of ProtoScience. I'm a career coach, a recruitment director, and a head of talent operations. I love to hear people talk about their career journeys. It's so inspiring Today's episode is sponsored by BTH Recruitment. BTH Recruitment is an executive search firm serving clients across the globe with their talent solutions, sharing career stories that in turn inspire others, and specifically within the life sciences sector. I'm so excited to have Christian with us today. And I'm going to pass it to Christian in a moment. But before doing so, I'll just give a brief introduction about myself. I'm the founder of ProtoScience. It's a career coaching startup business, and it's all about helping people get from where they are to the next stage of their career destination. It's creating that pathway, that journey for them to get there. So I am thrilled uh, with the story we're about to hear. So Christian, over to you. I would love for you to give a bit of a synopsis you know, about your story, your career to date, You know, what led you to where you are now. Over to you.
1: Right. Well, first of all, thank you very much, Joe, especially on your birthday. Happy birthday again. I can't believe you won't spend your evening with me on the podcast, but hey, here we are. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. You're so charming. (laughs) So, yeah, career path. well, when I grew up, or, or actually from 1964, that's really that long ago, uh, so the, the world for me was still divided. You know, there was the eastern and the, the western part of Germany, and I literally lived 10 miles away from the, the fence. So it was, it was a dead end street, more or less. I, I lived on the Western side, so thank God for that. Um, but so that that's where I grew up there. And I did, did my schooling and all that stuff. I was always interested in, in biology. I found this amazing, these little cells, these machines, you know, the, the stuff they achieve. Nobody can build that machine. All right, so here goes little Christian, goes to the job centers. They're like, hey, I want to study biology. <laughs> and, and he goes like, well, you're going to be unemployed. And they go like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> that's not what I want. You can't imagine exactly. Complete downer, but you can imagine that that place where I grew up, there it was probably not the smartest consultant sitting in the, co- <laughs> the job center. So, so I went back, saying, so like, "Okay, back to square one. So, what do I do next?" So, and I was pretty fascinated at the time about movies. You know, all these science fiction stuff came out. They had this wonderful mask and stuff and things. So I was like, "Okay, I'm going to become a makeup artist." Yeah. <laughs> but probably most of the shock of my parents who brought me through high school for me to go for something like that. So, But hey, I had my master plan there. And the thing is, you have to become a hairdresser for that first. So an apprenticeship for a hairdresser, then you do another apprenticeship to become a makeup artist at the theater or whatever. And obviously, I wanted to go to Hollywood. I didn't want to go like end up in a second class theater somewhere remote and put red cheeks on the, on the chorus or whatever. So I want to do the big stuff. Okay. So so here we go. Christian becomes a hairdresser, and I'm a full hairdresser to the day. So I'm still cutting the, my wife's hair. So and, uh, during the pandemic, when all the hairdressers had to shut down, I was pretty much on demand. You know, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> it was really good. So, but uh, well, long story short, it wasn't made for me. Uh, I really missed the the intelligent challenges and all that stuff. You know, it was great. I learned a lot. I mean, it was. Pretty good schooling for my my life. Wow. And as well made me survive nicely because during my studies then for biology, which I finally ended up ignoring that consultant. <laughs> Thankfully. Thank <God> for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Good idea, Christian. <laughs> so I finally then ended up in uh, yeah being on, on my bicycle every night. i um, having my hairdresser set in, in my little backpack and went around, and my co-students got a relatively cheap uh, haircut, and I got a dinner and a glass of red wine. So, <laughs> so uh, was good. Deal. <laughs> so, That's <a> fantastic deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then uh, you know in Germany when you when you have to study biology you have to do a year of practice at the end and that you of practice in the lab literally by betting with radio um, of, uh, stuff and all that it was like yeah it was, was amazing but it wasn't made for me um, and, and during that time I had to bring a little bit more money in to make months in, so, and, and I, I worked as a waiter in the evening. And that was pretty relaxing after a day in a lab. I can tell you that. So <laughs> I felt like, okay, days of work, go waitering, That's gonna relax you and uh, It's sort of like made click for me that I'm a people person. I mm. need to work with people. I'm not mm-hmm. made for the lab and work in isolation and all that. So uh, I like to work with people. Um, and thankfully, I had that click. I mean, a lot of people don't have that that calling, that finding their profession, finding their slot, so, fast forward um, I spent five years in the diagnostic company uh, in sales and marketing uh, two and a half years in a dialysis company and since well more than 20 years that gives away my age <laughs> in the zero industry in, in multiple wow. multiple zeros and um, yeah if, that's a that's a great community to work in right now. And it has been a business which has been constantly growing ever since so that's the the short version of my cv
0: oh my gosh that's amazing uh and to show the stepping stone you know the starting point of you had identified your passion and then even though you were told to go a certain direction and you tried out a couple of things and in fact those very things came in useful especially last year you know the makeup (laughs) artistry the hair cutting and then it's still coming back to to science and and then figuring out what it was particularly that was fulfilling for you. And then here you are working at PSI uh, in an area, in a vocation where you're successful. Uh, You know, you have a team from what you have described uh, to me previously that are quite happy and quite successful. So um, I wanted to know, You know, you've told us your career journey up until now. So what were the defining moments so far?
1: Right. I mean one one was literally that moment when it made click for me that I like to work with people. Uh, the, the other one is, you know, um, I was pretty green in my first years. I mean, when you look back to your career and think like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have read, <laughs> had that uh, rather red jacket on and whatever, <laughs> and stuff like that. So it was something like, mm, a bit embarrassing. But one of the uh, defining moments for me was, and I remember the day of, um, I spent a holiday in Italy, literally sitting there. My, my boss called me and like, you know, Christian, we have to talk. I won't steal too much of your time. So just five minutes. And then she ruined my holiday because she like, I'm going to move on. Uh, somebody uh, needs to lead the European sales team at Parxel. I was working for Parxel at the time. Uh, big company, big zero, one of the big global players there. And so somebody needs to take my job. Are you in? And I was like, OK, let me think about that. Because uh, I had a pretty successful life as an individual contributor. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I had uh, good success in becoming number one in Europe, number one in the, on the world uh, in, the, in the sales team. So, um, so I thought, like, well, that's pretty cool. And, well, then, but I finally didn't, had a good thinking about that. Oh, there was some red wine involved in the evening. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I decided to jump on it. And God, I hated myself for the next six months, <laughs> really, <laughs> because what I hadn't realized so far, I had a pretty easy life, you know. I went out, yes, I had my problems to solve, but if things got too big, I escalated at one level up. They'd say, like, can you help me solve that problem? Now, guess what? Who got that problem escalated to right now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so total, total different life there. So the first six months were really hard to um, make that change, but mm. it, it is great ever since, honestly. I, I love what I'm doing. I love the line management aspect mm. of it. And uh, yeah, that was definitely one of the defining moments.
0: Wow. That's amazing to, you know, what you've described is, you know, facing uncertainty and still going for it, you know, um, and that's what they say successful people do. The more you can face uncertainty, the more successful you become in your life, um, you know, because it does feel uncomfortable. It does put you outside of your comfort zone and you step forward. And And, and what it did was it, it led to the next phase of growth for you and being a leader in an yeah. area that you really love and enjoy. Fantastic. All right. So let's now move on to the greatest achievement. What do you consider that to be in your life, personal or professional?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, frankly, I'm, I'm pretty proud generally of what, what I've achieved because I mean, my, my background isn't that yeah rich. So it's kind of like, uh, I come oh. from a relatively modest family. So um, so I'm pretty proud about like my, the house I'm sitting in right now. This is all Basically done by my own work, um, but and always my wife's work also. Also, don't really forget her. So, um, but the, one thing I'm I'm really proud about is I like to form things. You know, I like to create teams, build teams, uh, set people up so that they can progress in their career again, looking back on, well, Excel is a kind of good example there. One of my team members became the head of sales for the technology part, uh, where all these, these computers, software stuff, which they sell there uh, needed a special sales team. So he was progressing there. Another one took my job when I moved on into a marketing role a few years later. So I think it's building those people to become a stronger part of the team is great. And I see this right now, as well as BSI when I started here, there was just one uh, person there who's been hired eternities back. But um, right now I got a stable team of six and soon to be become seven. So um, that's uh, quite amazing, I think. And that, that's something which makes me proud if things work out and then people like to work together and build a really nice team.
0: I think that's wonderful to see other people set up for success. It's pretty much how you just summarize that and that's how you get fulfillment. You know, you've reach yeah. a certain stage where you want others to also feel that success with you and uh they're a very lucky team to have a leader like you that's for sure <laughs> thank, you, thank you wonderful okay well what's what's actually happened in your life that's shaped who you are do you feel whether it's been ups or downs yeah
1: yeah I mean, uh, for some reason, I mean, I've, I was born a happy chappy, frankly. I was probably one of those puppies who had their tongue hanging out and just smiling at the world there. So I'm, I'm a hopeless optimist by nature. <laughs> um, so my class my is always half full. So I'll, I'll, I'm leading from what I consider a happy life. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy. But I had some moments where in my life where... I was reminded that it's good to stay humble, you know, Uh, nobody should perceive themselves as God's latest gift to this world because we all we all can be replaced as hard as it is. I mean, if I wouldn't be there, somebody else would lead the team. Um, So I I had one one moment where I was really pretty hard in a hard way, reminded that uh, life could be over very quickly. I was stationed in in Singapore for six months, which was fantastic, I love it there. (laughs) So, um, uh, but one day my my, my gut decided it's a great idea to twist. So I ended up in an emergency room and they had to cut me up on the same day to basically save my life. And uh, um, so ever since it's, um, yeah, uh, I'm reminded that this could be over pretty quickly. Um, So,
0: Therefore, wow. it's it's
1: good to stay humble and stay focused and enjoy life as well. You know, you, you should have some fun in what you do. Uh, if you don't, if you have to beat yourself up, you'll go every day from nine to five in a job. You're probably not having the right profession. Um, I'm pretty convinced that uh, life gets easier if you like what you're doing. That's so, true. Um, so try to find out what you what you're good at, what you really like, and go after it.
0: Oh, my gosh, I totally agree with you 110%. And to have had such a profound experience that had led to, well, you know, what's important in your life, you know, getting that clarity and knowing that, you know, the vocation, what you choose to do, it should be something that does bring you happiness and fulfillment, you know. As opposed to pain and suffering, I see a lot of people as a career coach that, you know, they come to me and they are in that little pickle of a situation where they're not happy where they are, you know, not being able to jump out of bed and be happy with where they're going for work, uh, you know, be it virtually now. So to have a nine to five, as you put it, that you really just enjoy uh, so much, it brings so much more fulfillment and happiness and success for all those around you as well. And um, wow, thank you for sharing that. What a crazy uh journey that you've had. And um, now I understand even more the humility that you have, you know, you've had that experience, and it's shaped you differently. And it's made you really reflect on what's important. And you're imparting that on your team members as well. So, wow, really inspiring. <laughs> yeah, okay. life is
1: full of surprises. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's true.
0: Yeah, It definitely is. And it does shape who you become. It really does. Yep. So, Speaking of inspiration, what inspired you to take on the role that you have with PSI?
1: Okay, yeah. I have <laughs> to say, I'm not sure whether PSI found me or I found PSI. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a like things, things coincided for, for <laughs> both of us more or less there. Uh, I came out of like, well, uh, spent a lot of years uh, at the Big Rose there and uh, always traded favors internally to make things happen especially for my smaller clients there and uh, i think as a as a business developer person you, you should be pretty careful about your reputation out in the market because you're not only selling the service or the, the product which you're selling, but you're selling as well yourself. And then, honestly, okay. I didn't want to have it pinned on me like, oh, yeah, that Christian Bullman guy tells you just something, and then something different happens in the end there. Um, because it's a, especially in, in the zero business, it's a pretty small community. Um, so everybody knows everybody more or less you you're running the same people at conferences and so on which is nice you know because it makes makes even for friendship so uh, some of my colleagues became friends so clients became friends you know um, but i was always so like looking for a company who matches my, my work ethos I'm, Honestly, I don't mind getting my hands dirty when I fly into Asia and have a conference booth. There, I get on my oldest T-shirt and my sweatpants and basically Mm. build up the booth. So it doesn't hurt my soul. Mm. (laughs) So
0: um,
1: I think that's um, and and, and that mentality uh, I've Mm. never found in uh, in these big guys. There, they they have a reason for being there, especially serving the big pharmaceutical industry who kick out like hundreds of trials every year. So it's a cookie cutter machinery, and Mm. they, they have the scale up function for that. Uh, But PSI in, in that far is different. First of all, the focus on a few indications only. And the biggest driver is really delivery and service. Mm. Um, they, they're pretty humble, very calm. I mean, if you look at our mission statement on the web there, so it, totally different from any mission statements I've seen, I mean, for example, there's in there like, we know we're only as good as our last delivery. So we can't rest on our laurels. So it's kind of like, no matter how long we work with that particular yes. clients, we always have to bring the delivery in there. Mm. So stuff like that. And so it attracted me. I found it pretty, pretty um, fantastic at the, the beginning. Fast forward four years later, uh, have no regrets. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, it's a different life. Uh, it's, it's all that pressure from like, what have you sold today? And um, can you just scratch a few numbers together? It's quarter's end and stuff. Doesn't happen because we're privately owned, totally privately owned. Those um, four people who founded us are still there. They, they lead an operational life. They are still engaged. They want to do that work. Um, so that's pretty good.
0: So it's a business from what you've described, they really, uh, you know, do business through values, they have the values mindset, you know, adding that value to your clients who in turn, you know, touch on the patients and, uh, you know, the delivery aspect is is obviously poignant. And I, I really appreciate what you're saying about you're only as good as your, the last service that you provided. And having been in the recruitment sector is quite similar, actually, yep. um, in that sense. And it's almost like uh, the chase of always wanting to add value. And you've done that, you know, for, t- for a particular client and you're doing that with an, another client and you're going back and you have that ongoing relationship as well. So I'm guessing, you know, people that have come to you you've earned that trust because you've had that delivery mindset in a quality way so they keep coming back for more so to speak
1: yeah and there's a, there's a lot of passion in there you know it's a, it's a little bit like compare a business hotel to a boutique hotel um maybe not be that big but you know there's this personal touch in there and mm. then that focus on, on what you get as a client and all that stuff so yeah well, that resonates for me
0: and from my understanding you deal with many geographies uh, <laughs> so, tell me which ones they are.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, well, I've got Europe and Asia back under my wings. There, yeah. um, I have to say, I've got a bit of a personal passion for Asia back. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, ever since I've, I've lived in Singapore for six months, and from there traveled the world, Japan, Taiwan, Korea. Uh, and China, so i am sort of like falling in love with them, not because yeah. like they have the wonderful beaches and, and stuff like that, so it's like, I like the mentality, I like the people there, they're very hardworking people, yes. um, and they, they have a lot of discipline as well in the days, so um, it just resonates with me, and and I, I like the food as well. I'm a bit yes. of, of a foodie, <laughs> so <laughs> yes. um, that That's that amazing. is a is a blast on top, I have to say. Yeah. Wow. So it's quite nice, yeah. So I'm actually looking forward. Actually, on the first of March, I've got a, a Chinese business development director starting. So uh that's uh, a change in my life because i'm normally flying six seven there and so even more into asia for for sessions for road trips and and conferences and so wow.
0: um,
1: i spend a lot of time there but it's it's not it's not a burden it's it's actually quite nice i
0: have to say so eventually, hopefully, we'll be able to travel at some stage. But for now, you'll have people on the ground who'll be able to, you know, support the business and to grow themselves and to be part of a fantastic team. And you can live vicariously through them by connecting with them virtually and seeing what they eat <laughs> and seeing the yes. surroundings. Wow, that's wonderful. So um reflecting on, you know, the the story that you've given and you know, you've given the essence of who you are as a person and you know the defining moments and those moments that you know like that they were gut-wrenching you know your life took a, a turn it, you know, it changed just in that moment so what sacrifices have you made along your journey do you feel
1: yeah oh, i do I wouldn't make, really call them sacrifices it's just okay. something which comes along there and yeah. then which i didn't find too hard but I'm, I'm routinely spend at least one day of my weekend here in my office so to catch up on business to prepare for the next week there yes. uh, nothing in life falls into your lap i mean there's quite often hard work involved uh, unless you have inherited a, a fortune um you, you have to step it up a little bit so um that that's I wouldn't. That's not really a sacrifice. It just comes with the job, frankly. If you're at a certain level there, you have to bring in the hours there. There's some- doubt about it i always tell to my people when i hire saying like if you manage to get your job in a legal way sitting next to the pool sipping a cool drink be my guest uh, but i've never found one frankly <laughs> everybody who has been successful in my team has been working pretty hard on that uh, mm. so that comes along with that the, the other piece i've moved around uh, in germany and uh, for so so often always followed my job so i, I don't have that close that those friends you know where I say like I've grown up with them I've been in kindergarten with them I went to to preliminary um, school and whatever um so my friends are now scattered all over the world
0: <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> testament <laughs>
1: to that speaking to you today yes. <laughs> uh, so that make, makes uh simply uh, you need to put a little bit more energy in that mm-hmm. to keep those friendships going there yes, um I found a, a few local ones here as well where I live right now but Um, Yeah, that's um, if you follow the job and make that so like your priority comes along with it.
0: Yeah, I, I relate to um, everything that you've said in terms of you know working and just putting in the effort and the hours, and it and it sounds as though you're doing it because you're you're passionate about it. You're happy to do it. It's going to put things further forward for you, the business, and then who it in turn impacts along the way. And you know, in terms of those connections that you refer to, it's funny that you know um, you know it takes a pandemic to actually bring people together virtually, and just to know that connection can still happen and it can still be done in a quality way and we just make it work and of course you know there is nothing better than having an in-person dinner get-together or coffee or a drink Um, and you know soon enough we'll be able to do that eventually. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, Sorry. looking
1: forward to that, but I have to say, yes. I had a little bit more anxieties, like, will this really work? I mean, we uh, we adapted Zoom and, and all these virtual meetings very, very quickly. Yes. That was a good thing. So we all got used to it. I mean, we do a lot of calls internally with video on. I mean, I know there is this... Um, a little bit, people are a little bit tired of uh, that video, uh, Zoom uh, thingy or, or video thingy, or that, that fatigue. But it helps still, you know, you see the reaction of the other person on the other side. Um, and yes. if you do this often enough, it becomes natural. I mean, yes. um, I, I don't have to think twice right now what, what to do in front of a camera. At The beginning was hard, but uh, <laughs> it worked hard. out pretty nice after, say, over 2020. And I hope some of that is here to stay because um, it, it allows us to connect much quicker.
0: That's right, exactly. And it's getting further faster. Yeah, that's what it feels like being able to do that, not having to necessarily jump on a plane, even though we're saying, you know, yeah. hello, universe, we still want to be able to do that. However, you know, right now we've made it work and some, and in fact, you know, we should keep some of these things to to have that connection and have those meaningful um, relationships, both from the professional standpoint and personal. Wonderful. Okay. So, I'd love to hear about the wonderful things that you're working on now, or suspect you will be, you know, uh, for the year ahead. Anything that you would like to share with the audience?
1: <laughs> well, well, a lot of, well, there's always something ongoing. There's always something <laughs> cooking there. Thankfully, I have to say, um, I mean, I've got with my team, sort all like a rule that we, because of the contracting work, which has to come in after we've been awarded there, I always say like, you know, try to get stuff done with your numbers by, August, September time, then you ramp up for the next year, you already bring the next RFPs, the next request for proposals in. Um, and you, you, meanwhile, you can work on the contracting fees to get those which you have been awarded. So we, 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 so like always have a bit of a head start. We get flying out of the gates in the beginning of the year, so did we this year. Um, so we have a few big um, RFPs in the making, hopefully some bit defense meetings ahead of us uh, for those big ones. But uh, the other thing I must well have to say, there's not much face-to-face meetings these years on the agenda. Uh, we probably have to look at the autumn, winter time, but there's a few nice shows coming up, especially in Asia back where my passion is. So, uh, there's the, the outsourcing clinical trials in Seoul, which normally happens in December. Uh, China trials in Shanghai in November, Far East in Singapore. So. I hope that those are still yeah, face-to-face or, or yes. again, face-to-face, I should say. Mm. Um, that, that would be great to see a few people again, connect with a few people. As good as Zoom is, is you know, being out there is a slightly different other touch to it. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So what you're saying is, even though we've been adaptable, you're still in your heart, would love to have those face to face sessions where you can build effective relationships and have that mutual connection and stare someone in the, in the face and, you know, see, um, you know, um, and have more impact in that way. Yeah it's true but uh, in the meantime you're going to continue on as is and and uh, of course virtually connect now is there any place where we can tell the audience to connect with you you know any speaking engagements coming up or forums or places where they can connect with you and hear about what you're talking about or you know what you're sharing in terms of content yeah i
1: literally just had a session with former focus on uh, we, we talked about like how to set up trials i uh, avoiding a few, um, yeah, bit faults there. Uh, we had a very pragmatic session together with the head of visibility. It was on the, on the 9th of February. Uh, it's still on demand out there. So I'm, I'm more than happy Excellent. to share th- that link. Um, Absolutely. And otherwise uh, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. So if people don't think I'm a total lunatic, feel free to come out and <laughs> connect with me, give me a little hint that you came to me via that podcast. So I'm yes. um, more than happy to connect there. I'm pretty active there. I watch this on, on a daily. It's a daily routine. It's a, it's a, tool for me for building my professional network um, and yeah, I'm more than happy to connect to people as well from other branches I mean it's quite fascinating to see as well what other businesses are doing uh, yes. so I've, I've got a sommelier in, in my network and I've got other people who work in the hotel business so totally disconnected uh, from what I do but yeah. uh, it's still fascinating
0: yeah i think you're right you know being able to share the learnings and to um, make a contribution and to be inspired by you know different sectors different areas and get different ideas you know that's where the innovation comes into play and you can see how it, you could integrate certain things into into your business and the way you carry out things in terms of the strategy um, moving forward so um that's wonderful so being able to follow you on linkedin and of course if you do get many many connections it's about you know People defining what is it they want to connect with you with um, or for and build those meaningful um, relationships moving forward. So, I'll, I'm excited about listening to um, the on demand. So, yes, definitely share that and anything in particular moving forward as well. It'll be wonderful to continue to hear your journey. What an inspiring mm-hmm. journey you've had so far to date. You know, I love hearing each and every one of your career destinations and the personal touch that goes with it and your passion that comes through when it comes to you know the european market and asia pack market there's a personal reason for that as well you've had defining moments in in singapore that has have led to where you are now and yes it's wonderful that you've made it really work and i know you've had a successful year last year and i hope that you have every success moving forward so delighted to have had you on the podcast on my birthday <laughs> so always be one to remember
1: <laughs> well thank you for that and i hope you're right now have- have a wonderful evening. Celebrate your birthday. <laughs> Thanks for having me today there. Uh, have a glass of bubbly or something.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, Christian. Really grateful for right. this. Cheers.
1: Good. Thanks for your time, Joe. Thank you very much, Ted. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.